Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff I Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. And welcome to another Monday Mini. Uh, we wanted to do a quick revisit uh, about an episode we'd done before, which is what's happening in the podcast world, who is a part of the podcast world, all of that, because it is everywhere, y'all, like... Annie and I were just talking about the show Only Murders in the Building and the fact that it's based on podcasts and no one told us (laughs) until I watched it. Maybe I probably could have read that, but you know, that's all I'm saying. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But, you know, before we start in the episode and talk about some numbers and facts, you know, I have to ask you because, Annie, you've been around this podcast world from almost the beginning. Uh, as we know, it kind of grew and got bigger and bigger and how stuff works, you know, was kind of at the beginning of the journey as well. I know NPR really started it off, but uh, how stuff works was soon to follow. So with all of that, I need to know from your expert perspective, what are some of the changes that you've seen in podcasting world since you started as an intern to today? Oof, a lot. I mean, there's a lot I could say just technologically and awareness-based because when I first started, literally no one knew what a podcast was. I didn't know what it was. And our boss was just like, we're going to try this thing because Apple really wants it. And I was the intern, so I did it. Um, But even I, like people would ask me what it was and I'm like, it's sort of like the radio, but for the internet. (laughs) Like I didn't really know. (laughs) And the other day you were there, Samantha. I think maybe you weren't. Maybe everything's fine. But anyway, somebody reminded me the other day of, we used to have this program that a a friend of ours, a colleague of ours created, and you had to run all of the audio through this program so that would be low enough quality to work on uh, Apple Podcasts within iTunes. And it was this whole like script you would run and you type in the title, the description, the keywords and find the art and it would just like run it. Uh, Like we had to go through all these things just to get the audio up. Wow. So that was definitely like technological. We don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> um, yes. Most, I find most people are far more aware of podcasts now than they were. 
including because of things like, yes, we're seeing more representation of podcasters in the media, some great and some not so great. And I I have, I know what we're going to talk about today doesn't, doesn't paint the best picture in terms of like a lot of diversity. But I will say since I have started, I was the only woman in the like producer editor right uh block i wasn't a host at the time but i was the only woman then and that has changed and that ha- right. has gotten better it's still like we could still do a lot better but that has definitely improved since i have been there uh and probably just the amount of this could be just a numbers game but the amount of topics we cover has also changed and i would say improved um yeah yeah it's, it's gotten bigger, I guess, is essentially what I'm saying. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting because it is. It's gotten giant, which is probably why the percentage-wise hasn't changed as much, uh, not necessarily the full numbers. And each year, it looks like the numbers are kind of getting better, but it's still not to the point that I think it should be, especially with how much this industry is growing. Yeah. That's a whole different conversation, I know, because it is a money-making industry for some. And we're going to keep mm-hmm. that as it is. But in a past episode, we talked about women and marginalized people in the podcasting industry. And a recent study was released as in like 2020, a month ago, by Sounds Profitable uh, with data coming from the Edison Research Center with the Edison Podcast Matrix. So we wanted to do a quick follow-up with how things are going. Um, And again, especially for the marginalized creators within this ever-growing industry. It is a lot, Mm y'all. So... The data was uh, able to break down some specific numbers when it comes to who is creating podcasts and who is profiting. So let's get started. Yes, yes. Let's talk some numbers. According to the data, the largest age group for podcast creators actually ranges from 25 to 34, and that makes up 33%, followed by the 35 to 45-year-old range at 28%, and 55-plus still sits at 2% of the age group. Um, and though we had hoped for a bigger growth, the data for women podcast creators still remains at a low percentage of 29%, with men making up at least 69%, and non-binary and others at 2%. Um, and as of 2022, women make up 46% of the monthly podcast listenership, while men make up 53%. Right. Um, and it, when it comes to race and ethnicity, it's... Still very disappointing. White people make up 51% of the creators, while African-American communities make up 14%, Latino, 24%, and Asians, 5%. And then we have the 6% who did not say what ethnicity they were. So very, very, very massive difference. Mm -hmm. And why are we disappointed in these numbers? Well, it seems that, yes, podcasting can be fairly profitable. If you get 5,000 listens per episode, that can equate to almost $5,000 a month. Um, 10,000 can be up to 13,450 a month. And according to the recent creators data, it shows that around 55% of the creators make an income of 75,000 or more per year. Of course, this may include those who have a full-time job plus podcasting, so not just from podcasting. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position 
warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. And if you're interested, the top 10 podcast topics are actually, number one, comedy, two, music, three, technology, four, entertainment, five, sports, Six, news and info. Seven, history. Eight, politics. Nine is true crime. And then the number 10 is science. But it's actually a little different for women. So let me let you know what those are. Number one is kids and family podcasts. Number two is true crime, which is different. Uh, The next would be arts types of podcasts. And then health and fitness, religion and spirituality, then social and culture, um, education, and then fiction podcasts, and lastly, a TV and a film podcast. So a little different from that, from the top. It's, it definitely varies. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, there's a lot to be said about what's happening with the future of podcasts. Things are changing vastly. People are unionizing. We are trying to understand what podcasting can lead to. In that same data, they talk about the fact that there's more uh, people who would lean democratically in the U.S. than a Republican who are creating these podcasts. So that's, I found that interesting as well. And I'm not really sure why, because we have, I've seen a lot of conversations when it comes to conservative podcasts and conservative hosts. Of course, we know that uh, one of the biggest money makers is Joe Rogan. I don't know if he has come out and said what political leanings he has, but there's a lot of uh, right-leaning audience members for his podcast from what I've seen. Maybe I'm wrong. Someone tell me. <laughs> By evidence of what Twitter is showing me. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's a lot of room for change. There's a lot of room for growth. And, you know, iHeart alone has hundreds of podcasts that you can choose from. Yes. We even have, but the good news is that they also tried to do some things for up and coming podcasts with things like the Next Up 
initiative, which just occurred and is now releasing podcasts for those in the marginalized communities to have a voice in this, uh, again, growing industry. So it's nice to see, and hopefully we can see more and more of that. We love we love our indie podcast. We love y'all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and speaking of, we wanted to go come back and give a couple of shout outs to a few podcasts that if you haven't heard of or haven't listened to, you should give them a chance because there's some amazing content out there. And um, we're going to start with Power Not Pity, which is hosted by Bree M. Uh, it's a podcast that centers and celebrates the lived experience of disabled people of color. Um, they're on their second season now. And quote, this time around, the show will spend time exploring the worlds of people in our community who dare to interrogate the dominant narrative of what survival feels like for a disabled person of color during these trying times. They all demonstrate what it means to thrive fully and authentically, and that's from their own description. And the episodes are phenomenal and really just inspiring in itself. So take a listen to them, as well as um, a podcast called On Wednesdays, We Wear Black, and they are an award-winning podcast, but... You know, I think they're still growing with Sophie K and Yasmin Summon. Um, and from their website, it says, the only alternative music podcast that's about the lifestyle. They talk about everything from sex, racism, and gigs to MySpace emo fashion, which I love. These are the chats alternative women and non-binary people have behind closed doors, and they will dish all. So, y'all, this is for the hardcore people out there. <laughs> y'all need to go there. Yes. Uh, Then there's also Girlish, which is hosted by Gage Adkins and Olivia Knoll. And from their site, uh, trans YouTubers and iconic duo Gage Adkins and Olivia Knoll discuss LGBTQ plus topics and stories from their own experiences. As trans women of color in their 20s, the two strive to create a podcast that speaks volumes by discussing issues like transphobia, coming out in college, dysphoria, and what it's like being trans in the 21st century. And then there is the SJW Comic Book Club, which is hosted by Monte, Veronica, and Melissa. And here's the description of that one. The SJW Comic Book Club is a weekly book club style podcast where three friends discuss the story arc and comics from a literary and progressive POV. We try to center the opinions of people of color, women, LGBTQ+, et cetera, who are sometimes overlooked in nerd culture. All right. Again, these are your people, Annie. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So shout out to them doing some amazing work and so excited to see how they continue to grow and how this industry continues to grow with more diverse voices that we really need and desperately need to hear and listen to as well. So cross your fingers that we get more. And if you're someone who is interested in doing this, do it. Take a risk. It might not be profitable for a while. It might never be profitable. But even if you have like five listeners, that's amazing. You may be t- you are touching somebody, and if something that you like or want to do, then do it. Hmm. And by the way, yeah, if you have a podcast you want us to shout out, if you know one we should shout out, if you know one we should collab with, all of those things, uh, you can email us at stephaniemomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram at stuff I never told you. Thanks as always to our super producer Christina. Yes, thank you for making us sound so good. Yes. Thank you, Christina. <laughs> and thanks to you for listening. Stuff on Never Told You production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands. 
not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. 